You have now tuned in to the Comic Section Network. Tori, Britt, and Erica are sorority sisters who spend a week together at a river house. When near catastrophe strikes, the three are forced against one another as sisters turn to enemies, and their humanity and sanity spirals. This week on Prime Cuts, we watched Nesting Dolls. Welcome to the premiere episode of the Prime Cuts Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Hank Holder, alongside... Holly Griffin, and I'm alongside Marley the Dog Girl! Marley would say hello, but she's a bit preoccupied licking her little feet. (laughs) She's really going at it. Yeah. On Prime Cuts, we take a deep dive into the dark and dense, dreary dungeon of dullness we call the Amazon Prime catalog of genre films. Out of all the streaming platforms, none have the selection of small, lesser-known horror films, indie or otherwise, than Amazon Prime. And we're going to dig into that catalog right here. We're aware that streaming platforms change their content all the time, so while we cannot promise that each of our episode's films will stay on Prime indefinitely, we're going to do our best to choose movies that we feel have found their forever home, where they will haunt the hallways of that Amazonian library for the rest of history. Without further ado, let's take a look at our first selection, 2020's Nesting Dolls. We open on a long credit sequence showing us a ton of beautiful, bright jellyfish. Jellyfish. Yeah, just swimming along, doing their thing. Being jellyfish. We don't know what jellyfish have to do with nesting dolls or the movie we're about to watch, but obviously something, right? Well, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Right at this moment, I said, hmm, I wonder if it's going to be another one of those movies where they show you some random animal at the beginning and it never comes back, never has anything to do with anything. Yeah, so we'll have to keep our we'll eye see. out we'll for see. some jellyfish. Anyway, the actual plot starts, and it starts with a trio of sorority sisters. We've got Tori, she's kind of the leader of the group. Britt, she's more of a follower. Mm. And then we've got Erica. The new one. The new one, the <laughs> new recruit. First year in the sorority, doesn't really know what to expect but she's along for the ride um so they begin their stay at this river house and they're having some old-fashioned fun drinking and games and they say they're playing games but these games make no sense no sense they have like all of the decks of cards in the house put together along with dice and boards and alcohol the board seems to be what's that game that's on the back of checkers or chess what the one with all the sharp triangles Oh, I have no idea. Is that backgammon? Is that what that is? Don't know. I don't know. Should have fact-checked. They've got like Uno cards and trouble pieces and... Yeah, just random. Yeah, so we don't know exactly what game they're playing, but they seem to have it figured out. Tori does. Yeah, Tori does. The leader. Yeah, so very quickly, Tori and Britt begin their plan to haze Erica. 
they persuade her to go change into some Jimmy Jams so they can start their game in a more comfortable fashion. Erica heads upstairs while Tori opens her laptop to reveal they're spying on Erica. <gasps> They've installed a webcam in her room. And uh, basically, Erica immediately notices the webcam. Immediately, yes. Immediately, right away. And starts walking over to inspect it. And uh, Tori and Britt are downstairs. They're giggling. This is obviously part of their plan, that she sees the webcam, right? Yes, obviously. Okay. So, Erica walks towards the webcam. Seems like there's some kind of trip wire set up in front of the camera. And Erica sets it off. Now, from here, we don't actually see what happens. But we do see that Tori and Britt are mortified looking at the laptop. We just see their faces looking at it. Something's gone wrong, right? Uh, yes, at this crazy contraption. Yeah, whatever uh, crazy thing they've set up, it did not go to plan. They're scared. They run upstairs, and they find that their little prank has left Erica lying across the room with some kind of rope or... Some kind of line. A line. I think we should really go into a little bit more detail of this prank. Okay. Okay. So... The line has something attached at the base of it that's under the bed, okay? And this Mm -hmm. line runs up the wall, across the ceiling, and then it makes no sense because whenever the two girls open the door, there's this like, oh, boo, a cheap Halloween ghost. Yeah, a ghost pinata, and it's... In the front of the door. Directly in front of the doorway. And then Erica is on the opposite side of the room mm-hmm. with this rope line thing, like, slashed across half of her neck. Yeah, it seems like the, this rope or line is, it's gripping her neck pretty tightly. It's made basically like a, a gash into the right side of her neck. It also seems to be holding her in place. So right. somehow she's fallen into this line and it's wrapped up in her neck and also cut her neck. So how did the ghost get on the opposite side of the room? She sets off the tripwire, which in turn lets this ghost down directly to her left into the doorway, uh, which maybe scares her into walking backwards into this line that who knows where it came from. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. If, if you're as confused as we are, it's okay. Yeah. We obviously don't know what happened either. The logistics we saw the movie. of this prank and the outcome are a mystery, and they're a mystery that will never be solved. Uh, it, maybe the ghost Fair. pinata did it. Maybe it was maybe. a real ghost. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Eric is unconscious, and Tori races. She checks her pulse, and to the girl's dismay... Erica appears to be dead. Oh, no. So after probably less than 30 seconds of contemplating, Tori decides that there's... Not even 30 (laughs) seconds. No. No. But Tori, she makes this decision. There's no other choice but to bury her out by the river and never speak of the incident again. Tori has worked hard all her life, goddammit, and she's not going to let this little light hazing accident ruin her future. She's worked so hard. She, She says it. She's worked hard. We could have turned that into a drinking game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, our livers would never be the same again. (laughs) Britt has some hang-ups about the plan, but ultimately she falls in line with her big sis. This will also be a running plot point throughout the story. Britt does not really uh, 
don't call her Brittany. Yeah, that's basically the only thing she'll stand up yeah. about is she does not like to be called Brittany. Her name is Britt. It may not be short for Brittany. Maybe not. I don't know what Probably else it would be is. short for. Well, whenever Tori decides that they are going to try to bury her, Britt is going along with it. She is. At first. Yeah. Like, she's she's just scared and she's just listening. Mm-hmm. She's not all there. Okay, so then cut to they get out to the the very shallow grave. Yeah. They're, First question. They dig about a six-inch grave. Yeah. Now, it's also very stormy out. Yeah. It's, and so they're, you know, maybe it's a little hard to dig, but I, I would have, you know, tried to go a little bit further than half a foot. Why would you have even tried to dig anything? They're on the river. Why didn't they just tie some stuff around her ankles and throw her in the river? Yeah, yeah. That seems like it makes more sense. Anyway. Anyway. They're trying to dig this shallow grave. They put her in. They start throwing some dirt on her. And uh, there is one problem, and the problem is Erica is not dead. She's not dead. And that at the mo- at that moment is when Britt's like, oh, wait, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> She's waking up. Hmm. Maybe we should stop. Well, uh, Erica wakes up, and she's kind of wailing and moaning and... Tori and Brett are like, oh, Jesus Christ, what do we do? They bring her inside. And, and they uh, don't bring her inside to the bathroom. They don't take her straight to the shower, right? No. They bring her in and they plop her down on the couch. They give her a blankie. Oh, yeah. She does get a blankie and a little bit of water, I think. Maybe. And, and they are trying to kind of question her and see what she remembers. But at this point, Erica is pretty much incoherent. She shows no signs of remembering the events that led her to this point. She's just screaming about her neck. Her neck. Yeah. She's in pain. She's in pain. And uh, and from there, the other girls pick her up and they take her upstairs. Yes. I guess they are going to try to get her out of her clothes and into... They just want her in those pajamas, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's been the whole thing. Get her in these pajamas. Yeah. She never makes it. Never. She the doesn't. The entire movie, she, she never gets into those pajamas. No. That's the real problem. Yeah. So <laughs> the other girls are hoping that this short-term amnesia becomes permanent. Permanent, yeah. But pretty quickly, Erica recalls being buried alive and is fairly upset about it. As one would be. Yeah, yeah, you would. Uh, but Tori isn't having it. She's, she's worked, worked hard. So hard for where she's at. It's, things are about to fall in line. And this girl just, just because we bury her alive, we play this trick, well, she's going to screw it all up. So Tori knocks her back out and decides to duct tape her to a chair and figure out what she's going to do next. Uh, and boy, does she take her time. She does. They've got a week. At this river house, and basically this happens in the first ten minutes that they're there. Yes. So, she's got about a week to figure out what to do. But, uh, honestly, from here, it's basically a back and forth between scenes of Tori being kind of a crazy ding-dong. <laughs> ding-dong. She, she creates this elaborate room of strung-together papers that are supposedly yeah. this plan. We don't see what's on the paper. We don't really ever know what her plan is. You have to set it right. It's She's in this room, and she has strings hung across the room diagonally, like going from one wall to the other. Mm-hmm. 
and she literally has papers like taped all over the place on these strings. Mm-hmm. And she acts like she knows what she's doing. She keeps saying yeah. to Brit, yeah. not Brittany, but Brit, Brit, that she has it together. She never says what she's actually Doing what or... she has together, but she has it together, yeah. damn it. So give her some time. She's going to get this. She's going to get this plan unfolded. Now, I, I did. I think I noticed one time I could see what was on one of the pieces of papers, and it oh. said, like, get her on our side. Oh, really? Yeah. So, <laughs> I okay. guess that's the only thing you can okay, see. Okay, so that's, that's it. Okay. So we, we've got scenes of that. Then it bounces. We've got scenes of Brit sort of having a breakdown, deciding whether she's going to obey Tori or maybe possibly follow the tiny bit of a moral compass that she has. You can tiny. Kinda, she, tiny. You can bit. tell that she's... Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the struggle isn't that, isn't it that apparent. It's, it's a it's pretty minor like detail. It's more like she's scared. Yes. Yeah. And they... I don't know. Brit is almost unnecessary because i mean she need, i don't know i'm having a hard time with brit with this movie mm-hmm. because there needs to be that person there to try to help tori not do these crazy things mm-hmm. but she never does enough it doesn't make right. any sense she right. they don't it, it's a put pretty one way or the other. it's a pretty common character in these kind of movies where you kidnap somebody and there's sort of a leader and then there's like another character who knows what they're doing is wrong and, and yeah, you, you're kind of following them. But does more. Right. But this one doesn't. No, she she doesn't. She's <laughs> really not very strong-willed and, and so it's sort of strange. And then and then we've got scenes of Erica and attempting to break free. Right. Oh, big plot point, actually, that mm-hmm. sets something up. I think it's like the very next day that they have her tied up, these men show up to clean up the trees and the tree the, the trees around the house. Yeah. And they say that they were hired by her grandfather, who we find out then that yeah. that's his house that it's they're Tori's, staying at. Tori's grandfather's house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tori's grandfather's house. And they have showed up because of the storm to clean up the trees. Mm-hmm. So you immediately see Tori and Britt freak out mm-hmm. and they hide Erica in the closet. Yep. And I like Erica. She's the only one I like in this movie, of, of course, because she's a victim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she does not give up. No, she does. She is in that closet and she is grabbing things with her mouth and moving things and moving yeah. the chair and jumping around. Yeah, and she basically it... somehow manages. There's a game of board games up top on a shelf above her in this closet and she gets... She manages to pull down Operation. Operation yes. falls down, and the little guy is there, and she starts getting him to go... Which is not as loud as you think. It's not, not very loud. Doesn't actually get the attention of these I mean, landscapers. It's No, not the outside, yeah. Mm-mm. That game is loud. Yeah. Or is it not? I mean, it's loud, but Is it not Brits as loud also, as we remember? Well, I mean, it's annoying for sure, but... Brit's playing some song on the radio, so it's not going to be louder than oh, that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about Brit and the radio. See, she's... Brit's just falling in line. Yeah. Which which makes it strange, because there there is a scene later on where we follow Brit. It, it seems like she's had enough of Tori's shenanigans, and she goes out to the dock on the river, and she looks down, and what does she see but... 
jellyfish. 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 Tons oh of God. jellyfish, right? We see it right? again. We see the jellyfish. And she kind of lets herself fall into the water with these jellyfish. She's, and, you know, uh, getting oh, stung to shit, well, basically. Well, I... My thought process behind that was because this isn't the first time that we see in the movie where she deliberately hurts herself. Mm. It's like she is trying to punish herself. So, yeah, she falls into the water with all these jellies and lets them sting her all up. And yep. then she gets out. And she's, and, emer- she's emerged from this river. Oh, yeah, she's a, pissed a now. A changed woman. She's she's not bound to this <laughs> loyalty to Tori, right? She's going to... For, like... Two minutes. minutes. She walks into the house. She goes up to Tori and she's like, this is wrong. And Tori's like, no, it's not. And Britt's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's sad. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's sad. Sad. (sighs) And uh, Tori and Britt eat spaghetti. I was just thinking about that scene. Okay, so Tori makes this delicious looking spaghetti. It made me want spaghetti. Mm -hmm. We still haven't had spaghetti. No. I have all the stuff. We could make spaghetti. Okay, we'll make spaghetti. Anyway. It looks good, but then... They turn it into this weird... They're, these girls are losing it. They Tori initiates it, initiates it because, of course, she does. Mm-hmm. She picks up the spaghetti with her hands. No, that's Brit. Brit. No, Brit doesn't. Brit eats it with her hands. Oh, so Brit, this is, she's straight losing This it. is post-jellyfish sting. So this is her being oh, like, right. look at me. I'm going to eat this spaghetti with my hands. I'm not the same old Brit you remember from earlier. I'm going to eat it with my hands. <laughs> so they go nuts on the spaghetti, laughing and eating and enjoying And Tori the goes down. She just starts eating it with, with her, her face. Ha- oh, that's she's right. She doesn't use her hands at all. She emerges up and it's all over her face. Yeah. Meanwhile, poor Erica is in the other room, all duct taped up, and hasn't had any water, hasn't ate, mm-hmm. and she's just suffering. She's suffering. She's trying, though. And, yeah. and meanwhile, of of the other two girls losing it, Erica is in the other room, and she is attempting to get out. Yeah, and, and she does have one scene during the day at one point. Sometime, One of those days. Sometime during this week where she actually does get away. She manages to move her chair, get the front door open, and then she falls off the front porch down the stairs, lands on her back, and it breaks the chair. Yes. And uh, and then we, she starts running. She's in terrible shape, you know, but... She does... She It's a tense scene, and it's, I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Unfortunately, Tori and Britt, they get in a car and follow her, and it's... And Britt is right back to just taking Tori's side and doing what she says. Yep. So, you know what I realized? Mm. Uh, We didn't talk about the the men, besides for the fact that they showed up to clean up the trees. Well, I mean, kind of at this point, that's all there is to it. Well, yeah, but... They were supposed to keep coming back. Remember, they told Tori that they were going to be back the next day to continue the cleanup. Yeah, and Tori called. Yes. And said, "Don't come back. We're canceling your services." So that's why she, they didn't come back. Right. So it makes well, sense. Well, I felt like that was need, needed to be said. Yeah. So I guess not. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> back to Hank's very detailed plot line. Well, no. I mean, the, these. Speaking of, sorry, one more time interjecting it would not be the first or the last uh 
I find it very funny because Hank has enough notes to where he could have rewritten the movie if he wanted to. And I am usually the one in the relationship that always over-prepares for, no- for everything. Hank prepares for nothing. And I, this time, have nothing. Yeah, so... <laughs> so shut uh-huh. up and let you talk. Okay. Yeah. Back to the scene. I was actually just about to get back to the landscapers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so kind of at this point, Tori is making her plan a little bit more clear. She's trying to find some sort of blackmail material on Erica to make sure that Erica won't tattletale on them. But, you know, there's really not any blackmail material because Erica's like a freshman in college. She's not a psychopath or a criminal so she doesn't really there's nothing to find so but tori and Britt still they're decide to waterboard her they're gonna Mm. try to get this dirt oh best line best line in the movie oh yeah tori looks at erica and Mm. says do you ever watch the news jerica replies no and tori says you really should there's some great stuff on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she starts to waterboard that, that, It's insinuating that Tori has learned how to waterboard someone based on what she's seen on the news. And I don't know what news she's, news watching. she's watching. I, uh, you know. I don't know. YouTuber news? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. YouTube news, probably. <laughs> YouTube news. But, uh, so they're, they're waterboarding her, trying to get her to give up something so that Tori and Britt feel comfortable with letting her go without her tattling. And then things kind of come to a head because the landscapers show back up (laughs) and they reveal their true intentions. They're trying to rob Tori's grandfather's house. (laughs) Apparently there's a safe somewhere in there. Uh, Tori and Britt hide. And then the leader of the robbers finds Erica duct tape. To the chair still. While Tori and Britt are sort of engaging in a cat and mouse hunt with the other intruders, they quietly kill them. And the leader is still downstairs. He feels some sympathy for Erica. He tells her everything's going to be okay. He releases her from her bindings. Gives her a big old honking hug. And... Well, the entire time that he's saying it's going to be okay, Erica is playing him, and she's like, just kill me. Just kill me. Just end it. You can end it now. Like, she is, she's doing a good job. Yeah. She's... She's playing. Because him. basically what we find out is, you know, he, he lets her go. He gives her this big old hug. He's saying everything's going to be okay. Erica grabs his gun from the holster... And shoots him in the head. Straight shoots him. Pacow, pacow. Yeah, because that's the noise a gun makes. Yeah, I, I've heard a gun before. Yep. So Tori and Britt return from taking out the other guys and see what she's done, and basically decide that, well, murdering a man counts as good enough blackmail material, and uh, we're, that that's it. That's, now, now we can be friends again. They can be friends. Thank again. God. Jeez, After a Erica. week of torturing. Yeah, all you had to do was kill somebody so that we could trust you. So, the girls clean up the house, uh, getting it ready for her grandfather's return. Uh, but we don't, we don't see that. They, they clean up the house and they head on back home in what seems to be 
the most awkward car ride. Oh, yeah. And then the most awkward new sorority meetup? Well, yeah. So basically, it cuts from this car ride back to sometime in the future. And I, it just seems like it's the next year. It's or yeah. it's that it's the summer's over. They're back to school, and Erica's get not no longer the noob. She's getting another new one. Yeah. So it's whenever <laughs> it's whenever the next uh, round of induction is going on for new new sisters in the sorority, and and it's clear, you know, all the girls are still there. They're damaged, but they're putting on their happy faces. They're living their lives, obviously. They just sort of continued on their course that they were all on before this incident happened. It's and, crazy. Uh, so they're, they have this ceremony. They're inducting the next wave of sisters, and... Uh, and end scene. And that's how it ends. Erica gives a hug to this girl that she's bringing in, and, uh, Poor girl. And it's a, yeah. So, it's question. Uh-huh. Did you see the men coming? No. Honestly, I didn't. I usually, mean, we like see how movies are going to end. Or, yeah, yeah, we have. We usually have a pretty good hunch of what's coming next. Yeah, and basically, what happens is they, the girls accidentally set off a smoke alarm and then they get it turned off but they think is it oh gosh are the cops or the fire department going to show up and so and basically no someone does show up and it happens to be the landscapers from before and at some point i guess they had seen these car lights at night did they mention that they had seen them coming back around so i guess they were sort of scoping out yeah their crime scene remember how yeah, the first time that they saw the that we saw the light shine in through the house, Tori says to Britt, "Do you think somebody knows? Do you remember the name that she said?" No. She asked, "Do you think they know?" And then Britt's like, "What are you talking about?" And Tori's like, "Well, I keep seeing these lights come by every night." And it was really the guy scoping out the house every night. Yep. So they and were completely wrong about who it was. They were wrong. It Well, unless that's who it was they were talking about. I don't remember. I don't either. But they, they killed those guys. Days. And it's fine. They're it's fine. fine. They're Everything's good. Okay, another question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there was a missed opportunity for them to set up a sequel? I mean, I guess there could be, but... Uh, I don't know if I'd even really want a sequel. I don't know if it's really the kind of movie. It's not a horror movie that begs for nesting dolls too. No. So I mean, I'll... what are you thinking of as a setup for a sequel? Well, you know, like Erica to n- not really be fine with it. Acts like she's fine with it, but then and then we look at her eyes and they start glowing yellow. <laughs> yeah. No. It ends like the thriller video. And <laughs> Erica's coming for him. Nisting Dolls 2, Erica's Revenge. Yes. There Love it. Go. Do it. Oh, I'm I'm in for it. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got a title. Yes. Uh, speaking of the title, mm-hmm. do you understand why they named it Nesting Dolls? You know, I, I think I do. I think I... So... I was looking up the sort of history and the meaning of these nesting dolls, and it really all has to do with sort of family and maternity and and uh, sort of motherhood or sisterhood or whatever. So I think it's sort of an ironic 
play on that where it's like, obviously these girls are sisters in their sorority, but they pretty easily turn on each other. And it, so I think it's some sort of ironic play on motherhood and sisterhood and the symbol of these strong women and their bond and, uh, and the movie itself being about, you know, these same kind of sisters turning against each other. Okay. Maybe. So how about the jellyfish? Do you think, here's my, here's my idea about the jellyfish. Uh-huh. I think that they had the location mm-hmm. and they saw these locations, this location had a shit ton of jellyfish mm-hmm. and they're like, these are cool. We're going to put them in our movie. Hey, why not? The, uh, it's as good as anything I could find. I mean, I looked up, you know, what normally jellyfish symbolize and, and it seems like normally it's. Is something like going with the flow or following your heart or, you know, it, it, it's sort of this symbol of strength and, and commitment to yourself. And and that really doesn't fit Brit. No. At all. No. She's sort of the opposite of that. So. Do you think she really. Maybe it's an ironic symbol as well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Or maybe it was just a river with some cool fresh water jellyfish in it. And they're like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, Does rivers have jellyfish? Some rivers, I guess. Okay. There are freshwater jellyfish. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so, good. Yeah. I'm glad you looked that up. Hell yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so I would like to have seen uh, how they filmed when she jumped in. Mm. You think like she like they filmed her looking at them and then they like creeping got a stick and they're like moving where the jellyfish and then she jumped in the water? Um, How I would mean, she, you do it? How would you film it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows if they're even real jellyfish and not just... Oh. I mean, no, they, they, they're real. They probably were. They were my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, they were cool. They're real. Yeah. That's why I keep talking about them so much. I don't much. know. We'll have to... Okay. We'll have to inquire. We'll All interview right. the director. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... So, I want to get into our reviews. Mm. of the movie Mm. um so i mean overall what what did you think about it and what is your rating out of 10 out of 10 let's do 10 (laughs) oh no let me give you a wide uh honestly i liked it Uh i didn't think i was going to and i did Mm -hmm. i liked the the few tent scenes i liked watching tori be crazy Yes. There oh, there was one scene that we didn't talk about that I think is a honorable mention mm-hmm. where uh, Erica had escaped mm-hmm. a couple times. And I think Tori was trying to intimidate her and ensure that didn't happen again. So she went and got empty liquor bottles. Not and, even empty. I think there were full liquor bottles. Some of them were empty. Okay, regardless. Okay, and uh, a baseball bat, mm-hmm. and threw them above her head and swung. Yeah, she's... And knocked the shit out of them, and there was glass everywhere, and it was crazy. It was a good... It's a good scene. That's another tense scene. Yeah. yeah. It's got... It, it actually all has, like, a Reservoir Dogs type scene where she's, you know, dancing to this... It's like a country western song, but she's dancing to it. Like, oh, it's yeah. a club banger 
right before she decides to oh, play baseball with the liquor oh, bottles. Yes. So it's it's a good scene, and, and she really nails it. I hate Tori, and she did a good job. Yeah. You're you supposed know? to hate Tori. You're supposed to hate Tori, yeah. The actor did a, a fantastic job. I'm going to say... Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay. Because I had a good time watching mm-hmm. it, and because I wanted a sequel, <laughs> so obviously I liked the movie. Yeah, which is awesome. I I agree. I think there's some problems with it, but for what appears to be a very low budget movie with basically one location and three main actors, they really do pull off what's not an incredibly original idea, but the, you know, the cinematography is good. Mm-hmm. There are some really tense scenes that Erica's escape sequence, the, the, the first scene with the landscaper showing up, uh, the scene that you were talking about, there's, there's some really good moments in it. Um, I do think that the movie was too long. I mean, this movie was almost two hours long. And it kind of felt that way, I think. Well, yeah, because we stopped it. It was an hour in, and we had to stop. We had to take a break. We had to take a potty break. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if they would have edited it down a little bit uh, to more like a trim 90 minutes, it would have been able to get everything that they were getting across without you know, losing the atmosphere, the feeling of it. And it yeah. would have... Um, been a more well-paced thing but overall hmm. i i was i was pretty impressed with it for mm-hmm. a movie i'd never heard of with you know a cast crew i'd never heard of um so i i'm going to give it a six out of ten. Oh, that's good for you yeah yeah this was one of the better amazon movies that we've watched. well yeah we've watched a lot of these we we have and it's the reason why we're doing this podcast so i you know as a selection our first selection i think it's good and i feel like uh we're off on the right foot yay yay hope you know maybe all of them will be this good <laughs> no don't no? get your hopes up okay Thanks. all right So that was our take on the movie, but in good faith, we want to give you uh, a wide variety of opinions on the film. So we're going to look at some other Amazon customer reviews. The first one comes from Forest Nymph, and they gave the film five out of five stars, a movie about white feminism. This movie is political and symbolic. It's about current events like all good horror. Spoiler alert, Tori is Hillary Clinton. Watch it again. This was written on July 31st, 2020. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Tori is Hillary. Hillary. Do you want to hmm. go in on that? <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing to say. I don't. I'll have to watch it again. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Challenge okay. accepted. Okay. Watch it again. Okay, uh, next one is from Susan Regan, who gives it a one out of five stars with the title horror question mark. College girls aren't scary. And this review came on May 23rd of this year, 2020. Hmm. College girls aren't scary. 
So do you think that's true? Susan was not. No, I don't think that's true. Mm, I don't think it's true either. <laughs> They're almost as scary as high schoolers. Yeah, high school girls. Yeah, especially <laughs> sorority sisters. Oh no, no. I mean, I, I wasn't sure if this was a documentary or not. Honestly, <laughs> you know, yeah. we finished it. I was like. Oh, yeah. That, that feels about right. That could have happened. Yeah. Susan Regan does not think so. No. All right. Our final review comes from Sam MC, Sam Mick, who gave it five out of five stars. His title is Brother is Dead. Hmm. He writes, my brother was killed during the production of this film. Pretty crazy. What? <laughs> That is pretty crazy. Now, I swear... It's crazy that he, this film would get five out of five. He really him. liked it. His, his brother was killed. But the movie's good. Okay. I tried to find out. Maybe... No, I don't know. I don't know. Sam MC, write us. Yeah, we need we need more details, We need Sam the deets. We, need we need you to spill that tea, Dede. Oh, you said tea. Tea. Okay. All right. Now, our final segment. We like to, you know, tie in a nice special product. To bring you closer to the film. Right. You want to feel like you're a part of this film? So do we. Yeah. So this is our product deal of the week. (laughs) Now, I feel like we should put like we're not affiliated with anything in here. Yes, we. (laughs) We're not. This is completely unofficial and just a funny joke. It's a (laughs) joke. We had to say it's funny, so obviously it's not. (laughs) Here at Prime Cuts, we are a huge fan of movie product tie-ins, and while we are not affiliated with Amazon. Or the creators of nesting dolls, or anyone anywhere. <laughs> We've come up with our product deal of the week. Now, this product is Alex Toys DIY Wear Duct Tape Party. Now, it's normally $33 right now on Amazon, it is only $18.20. And if you don't like it, it's got free returns. That's 45% off the original price. <laughs> With this DIY wear duct tape party, you can create dozens of items out of duct tape. You can create necklaces and bracelets and hair clips and more. Yeah, those bracelets can wrap all the way around the chair. The Your anklets all the way around the chair. Keep your sorority sisters Tied to the chair. Do not let them get away. (laughs) That's the main problem with this movie is they did not have a DIY wear duct tape party. They had duct tape and a party, but not a duct tape party. Mm -mm -mm. Now, this product includes 12 rolls of duct tape, four jump rings, two metal D rings, four earring hooks, two stretchy loops, three bangles, a hole punch, and a brooch pin. Oh, boy. Uh, You can have even more torturing fun, like Tori did in this movie. Uh, It also includes a pre-sewn pouch, three cardboard templates, a purse template, two stencils, two sheets of non-stick paper, and easy instructions. Now, this product is recommended for children seven years of age and older. 
So no baby duct tape your sorority sister's party. No. No. We do not encourage that kind of behavior at all. So if you're in the mood for fun, torture, sticky stuff, earrings, be sure to check out Alex Toy's DIY wear duct tape party. Oh my gosh. Well, that was a good one. Uh, there's plenty more where that came from on Amazon Prime. So we hope that you will continue to join us on our journeys into the unknown. Um, so signing off, I am Hank Holder. I am Holly Griffin. That is Marley the dog girl laying on the floor asleep snoring. She would say bye, but she is very sleepy. So join us next time on the Prime Cuts Horror Podcast. Stay spooky, y'all. Bye. (laughs) You have now tuned in to the Comic Section Network.